Welcome to Beer Here. This week, we congratulate the Blind Tiger Ale House on their 20th anniversary. We spoke to owner-founder Dave Broderick and the current manager, Catherine Kyle, in front of the famed bar during their 20th anniversary celebration. We're with Dave Broderick and Catherine Kyle from the Blind Tiger. In the West Village of Manhattan. And today is the 20th anniversary of the Blind Tiger. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Blind Tiger started out in 1996 on Hudson and... Hudson and 10th. It took me two years looking to find that place, and it was the last place that I wanted. I took it kicking and screaming. And it, it was actually good because the price kept coming down while I didn't want it. So we ended up getting for about half half of what uh, he originally wanted. But it, the guy that we got it from, really great guy, ended up becoming my landlord, residential landlord. Totally took care of me, and he was like... You're going to love this corner. And, uh, and he was right. In 96, you were, you were working as a journalist. Mm-hmm. For a TV show, a Geraldo vehicle. Uh, that was a little embarrassing, but called Now It Can Be Told. I think I was one of the first people to get laid off, actually. He, like, had us in the office. He had us all hold hands. It was part <laughs> of his weird... I mean, he was going through a very weird time. And so we are all holding hands, and then some of us weren't holding hands anymore. <laughs> like, we're shown the door. And that was me. So uh, then I started bartending again at the a place I'd been working before, the Riverrun Cafe. And that's when I was like, I don't want to do journalism anymore. And, and uh, it's, it was just too up and down. I think that was like the third time I'd been laid off in that business. So. And at the time you opened Blind Tiger, there was really only one other beer bar in the city, DBA. Yeah, yeah DBA. Well, one in Manhattan, DBA Mugs was open in Brooklyn. And uh, Ginger Man opened up about a week and a half after we did. But it was pretty funny, and I've told this many times, but I remember when I said that, you know, we were going to do it in uh, in the West Village, and everybody's like, you know, New York doesn't need another beer bar. That's insane. Stupid. And I was like, even if it's in the West Village, can't we at least do it over there? Like, nah. And so that was a whole thing. We were like, we kind of believed it. And so we really pushed the idea that we were like going to be a great neighborhood bar that happened to have a really great beer list. And I think that mentality sort of stayed with us over the years, and it really helped sort of create our identity as more than just a beer bar. I mean, that was, we really wanted to be of and for the West Village. And I think that really helped us. Instead of just being a beer bar that could have been anywhere, it gave us a pretty distinctive personality and helped us sort of survive the long haul. It was really a, a comfy local that had great beer. Right. I mean, it was comfy, comfy to the point of being like a total dive. But I mean, <laughs> I thought that was kind of part of our charm, you know? I mean... Apart from the bathrooms, which were really disgusting, the um, the rest of the place was kind of cool and, and beat up. And and I remember the first article that was written about it, I think it was in Time Out magazine, which had just started in New York. And they said it looked like it had been unearthed in an archaeological dig. <laughs> I never got that. And, uh, and it kind of did, you know. It looked like we'd sort of dug it out of the ground or something. But I always kind of liked that. I mean, I, that was the kind of place that I was really comfortable in. I mean, a lot of my favorite beer bars around the country, Tornado and Blair's Place uh, in uh, San Diego. Those are my favorite places. They were all kind of the same, you know, a little beat up, a little worse for wear. 
And this place has definitely got, you know, after 10 years of being in this location, it's starting to get that look. You know, we'll get there. We'll get there. Do you remember any of the beers from your first year over on Hudson? Unfortunately, I remember most of them. Our biggest seller was Paul Anner Hefeweizen, only because of the glass. You know, that 20-ounce glass. People love that. Pete's Wicked Ale was a big seller. The other big seller was Wild Goose IPA, which isn't even around anymore. Pete's Wicked isn't really around. Newcastle, Boddington's was a huge seller. We had a big British population that came in, big Australian population. Guinness, obviously, was a big seller. And Hoogarden was a huge seller. And now, 20 years on, none of those beers are on the list. It was funny. I tried to get rid of those beers throughout the 10 years at the old location. And every time we did, I'd get hate emails. And and so, but as soon as we moved here, I told Alan and Tim Ranke were helping us, you know, really overseeing the move. And I was like, we are not carrying those beers. We don't have to anymore. And so we opened up with an entirely much more American beer list when we moved here. It was actually... It was a good move for us in a lot of ways to sort of break with that past. Um, become We shifted a little bit more towards beer bar. And still neighborhoody, but definitely there was a little bit of a shift. And Catherine, you're in charge with buying the beers now. The new location, or new is not so new anymore after 10 years. Are there any criteria? Do you always want to have, say, you know, an IPA, a wheat beer? Or are there, do you just kind of decide what sounds interesting the day of? Well, it's a little bit of both. I always try hard to make sure I have a balanced list so you know and I have my own kind of formula for doing that but I try to make it so that if someone comes in and they you know they're over the hops they don't want any hops they want something malty they want something deep dark and strong they're still going to find a beer or two that's you know going to fit their bill they're going to find something Belgian style they're going to find a lot of things aside from just the things that are super popular right now like the IPAs imperial IPAs and sours although we have plenty of those too so I'm pretty lucky because there's 28 draft lines that I get to choose from. So after I kind of fill out, you know, where I need to make sure that I'm going to have my stouts, I'm going to have my pilsters, I'm going to have all of that, I still have space for what's new, um, what's really interesting this week that just hit, you know, and all of that. So I try to do a whole combination. So it's like a kind of bar where you can come in, look at the list and say, oh, wow, I haven't had that and I haven't had that. Oh, but that's my favorite. So you might do one or two of the ones that you haven't had and then go back to what is one of your favorite that you can drink, you know, a lot more of. And Dave, you've moved to Vermont and you've been expanding your empire up there. What do you got going on in Vermont? Well, we got a couple of restaurants. Worthy Burger, Burger Joint with great craft beer. And uh, Worthy Kitchen, same model, different kinds of foods. That one was sort of started as a fried chicken place, but it's morphed into, it's got a lot of different things. But craft beer is sort of the, the unifying thing in, in all the places that I've been involved with. Up there, it's fun because it's different, you know, different locals, you know, Hill Farmstead and Lawson. We don't get any Alchemist beer because we're not, we're not in the right county, but we get plenty of other good stuff. We're in this area called the Upper Valley, which encompasses Hanover, New Hampshire, as well as a lot of parts of Vermont. It's about 100,000 people, but we haven't had any really good small brewers until now. And now we've got three that just opened up and and they're really pretty good. So uh, it's kind of re-energizing the area a little bit on the beer side. And we're going to build, at the burger, we're going to build an outdoor beer garden and uh, an outdoor beer bar. And all the taps are going to go just to them outside. So it's kind of having fun with that and, and also realizing that the winters up there are changing. And so you really have to maximize the summers. This winter was awful. And it, oddly enough, the restaurants did fine because a lot of people still came and they couldn't ski. So they just hung out in the restaurants but i mean how long is that going to continue so um so we're really focused on the six months of the year that are a little bit warmer 
and hopefully going to maximize. Well, Catherine, Dave, congratulations on 20 years. Uh, I know you're going to be around for at least 18 more. That's right. We got uh, still a long lease, thanks to our other partner, Brian Delaney. He, uh, he takes care of the financial side, does a great job, and he's got us a good rent, so we're going to be here for a while. Looking forward to being here with you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.